Welcome in to the morning sports desk. We got Corey joining us here on this Wednesday. Hello. 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 You ever seen uh you ever seen that video where it has a uh, has like somebody recorded like their teacher walking into a classroom every single day and he walks in with like the little uh satchel and every single day it's hello, hello, yes. hello, hello, <laughs> hello. Like uh, it's like a barbershop quartet about ready to get going here. First of all, it's not a purse, it's a satchel. <laughs> uh yes, I have seen that video. It's awesome. And by the way, talk about awesome consistency from that teacher. Yeah. Like, I, it is, it's probably safe to bet that they uh, enjoyed that teacher a lot. Yeah. That would be my guess. You don't do it because you want to make fun of them. Like, that's not something you make fun of them for. No, that seems like a super endearing quality. Like, you, you ever notice how he comes in every day and stops in the doorway and says hello? Hello. Like, in kind of like a sing-songy fashion. It's like a cheer, very cheery, I think. We had a, I had a teacher in eighth grade. He was our Spanish teacher, like a geography, social studies slash Spanish teacher. Okay. Um, and eighth grade, eighth grade Spanish, like introductory to, to Spanish. And, uh, one time he was always really, really good about stopping no matter where he was at. If the bell rang. He would just stop. He would stop mid-sentence. Like, mm-hmm. he wouldn't even finish the thought sometimes. He was just like, oh, bell ring, time to get out of here. I loved him. He was one of my favorite teachers. Mr. Nelson was his name. He was great. Yeah. No, and I, he, we're in, we're in this, we're doing Spanish class. He's in the middle of speaking to us eighth graders in Spanish, an introductory to Spanish class. We have no idea what he's saying. And the bell rings, and he goes, oh, hasta mañana, mañana, mañana. <laughs> And that has gotten me. I was in eighth grade, and I still remember that like it was yesterday. He just he said it like that, and almost like sang it to us, and walked to the door, and literally just ushered us out. He was, he was awesome. Is that what you do when you need people to leave your house? Hasta mañana, mañana, and mañana. And you just like open the door and like wave them out. It's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a, I, I speaking of consistency from teachers. When I was in high school, I had a math teacher, and he. Uh, at, at every single time, it would be about, you were like, all right, like he's about five minutes left in class. You know, I don't know. Maybe we might not get homework today. Maybe he kind of f- talked too long. Maybe he forgot whatever. Maybe he just doesn't want to give it to us today. Yeah. And all of a sudden he'd be, he'd be like, all right, so you need to do these problems. And then he'd <laughs> no. just sit there and look at us and go, hardest part of the job is getting started. <laughs> and then would, and then would walk away. So right, I have two questions or two things. One is I think every math teacher is that way. Like they use the class time to teach. Yeah. And then it's like they've got a little, a little timer in them, right? They mm-hmm. just know well, we're less than five minutes left. Uh, uh, turn to pages 67 and 68. Um, even answers are in the back of the book. You have, Numbers one through seventy-five odds. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, uh, who was it? Oh, uh, that was Mister Reaver. Of course, it was Mister Reaver. He knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. He knew what he was doing. No, All he those was math he, teachers. They think he, they're being sneaky, but we're on to you, math teachers. He was one of my. He was a teacher I enjoyed. I hated math, but did enjoy his class. <laughs> uh, but uh, because he would always get us looking at the clock, he finds he would do it in junior high, like a lot of these junior high kids. He finds some kid looking at the clock, and then he'd go, uh, he go, "What time is it?" And the kid would go, "Uh." And then you look back at the clock and go, well, you were just looking at the clock for the last five minutes. What time is it? <laughs> it's a great move that, by the way, I've used before. Sorry, Mr. Reaver. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, wild lost again last night. Yeah, maybe somebody could teach the wild how to play hockey. What do you think? We haven't we we busted it out once. You want to do another bombs away? Let's go for it. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting CJ Baumgartner and what we like to call bombs away. Go ahead, CJ. All right. Well, look, I'm going to be honest with you. If you listen to MNN News in the last hour, you heard you heard Dean Evison, the head coach of the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, yeah. We suck. <laughs> like uh, that's I a quote, right? I'm pretty sure that's a. He's like, I mean, he was a little more cheery about it because he's like, we played really well. And he's like, except our scoring sucked, our power play sucked. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Like, I mean, it's I personally. I just, with all of this, it's the classic February into March swoon that happens in these sports Mm -hmm. where the wheels are about to fall off. And granted, you could have saw this coming with the way the schedule worked out for the Wild, where they're basically going, going, going. They don't have a lot of off days anymore because of how Canada basically messed up the the rest of the schedule for the NHL. So they're kind of stuck. They don't have a lot of time to get right. They just kind of have to keep playing and just hope that they can play through it. I mean, any chance of them winning the uh any chance of them winning the Central Division is out the window. I think at this point, they're still going to make the playoffs. They're still going to have a chance. They're still a good team, but man, I mean, it's the biggest concern for me about this Minnesota Wild team. Yeah, scoring has been an issue. Don't get me wrong, and they got some stuff to work out with Kaprizov and they have some stuff to work out with the goal scorers, but goaltending has also been really bad. Cam Talbot, who's been really, really good in the year and a half he's been in Minnesota, the wheels are starting to fall off a little bit for him, and I don't know if Capo Kakinen is good enough to... He's the backup quarterback. Like, is he good because he comes in in short spurts, or is he legitimately good to be a starter, and is it worth pulling your starting goalie at this point in the season? Or is it worth trading for a goalie because the trade deadline is a week away? And I, I, I don't know. My biggest bombs away is the wheels are falling off. The Wild have avoided this for the most part all season of having a multi-game losing streak. And right now they have a chance to turn it around. Uh, they play the Flyers tomorrow. That should be a, if the Wild lose to the Flyers tomorrow in Philadelphia, they're a bad team. The Flyers are a bad team. If you lose to them, we're not going to give you a pass of, it's late in the season. The wheels are starting to fall off. If you lose to them, I'm legitimately going to ambulance chase and say they might be, they might be going into the old Minnesota wild trap. So some of this seems like, uh, by the way, that yes, I agree with all of that. Going into the All Star break, I believe we looked it up. They had played. They were in second place, mm-hmm. um, but they were in second place by winning percentage. They had played maybe like the third fewest games in the entire league uh, up to that point. So coming out of the All-Star break, like you mentioned, it's been go, go, go. They've got some catching up to do in games played. And if other things that I've seen and heard and read or whatever is that they kind of look tired, which I get is a weird excuse, and but it does still exist. And if you're tired... And you can't get a break, and there's no sign of a break. That is a that is a hard thing when you have to both mentally and physically overcome some things. And being tired is a real thing, no matter how silly it sounds. 
And so, by, so that's going to be hard for them. And by the way, the if you take a look at the Central Division standings, it's pretty tight. So the Avalanche are in first place. They have 84 points. They're far and away going to run away with this thing. The Blues are sitting at 70 points. The Wild are at 65. Now, granted, the Wild have played one less game than the Blues, but that's only one less game. Even if you win that game, they're still two points ahead. So they, and then right below them is the Predators with 64, and then the Stars with 61, and the Jets have 57. And I think it's what the top, it's two. Whom the Wild can't beat. Yeah. It's (laughs) just, I, it's tough. Like, they're going to make the playoffs, sure. Like, it's, but it's not out of the question they could have some kind of late season collapse. It's the Minnesota sports coming back to haunt, haunt us. Personally, Corey got me invested that they could win a cup and then it fell apart. Uh, why can't they? I mean, how much is left in the se- the season goes until what July fourth or something? I mean, basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the, one the regular nice season thing, ends April twenty ninth. Yeah, I mean, we've got two that's months, way too long. We've got two months of play yet. I would say, um. Yes, the wild. I mean, historically, the wild have blown it in January and February in the, in the past. That the calendar turns over to the new year and like, up oh, here it comes again. They're doing it again, except that we all think that this team is good, like in ways that other maybe we didn't think other teams were. Yeah, we do think this team is good, and I guess if you're gonna go on a little, I don't know, if you're gonna go on a little bottoming out run. You might as well do it now, right? They, I mean, they've lost six of seven. You can't get – at least you know you're at the bottom. <laughs> it can plateau. It can reverse plateau here, and it can stay bad, but you can really only go up from here. Like, that's got to that's gotta be the thing. And you were talking about backup goalie situation, too. Like, he's been a part of this bad run. He's yeah. given up goals himself. Mm-hmm. So is it – is it a matter of exhaustion? I don't know enough about hockey. Like, goalies are responsible for keeping the puck out of the net, but they're the last line of defense. Are guys not defensively getting into the position that they need, which makes it easier for opposing offenses to sling it? I, this is, that's stuff I don't quite know or understand. There's a little soft spot here in the wild schedule as they're playing the Flyers. Tomorrow, Friday, they're playing in Buffalo. Then they have Dallas. That's a game that's a little more of a toss-up. Then you have the New York Rangers, a little bit more of a toss-up. Then you have the Red Wings, the Blue Jackets. There's a nice little soft spot here where the Wild can go, what, I would say one, two, three. They can go four and two in their next six. I think they'll have righted the ship. How about, um, how about like days off? Do they have a, a, a stretch of three days off? Or even two days off. So for, so Friday they have a game, then Saturday a break, then they play Sunday. So they play tomorrow after a day off. Yeah, they play Thursday, Friday. Then they have a day off on Saturday, play Sunday, a day off Monday, play a day off Wednesday, play Thursday, then Friday, then a day off Saturday, then play Sunday, then get Monday, Tuesday off to play Wednesday. But that's not until March uh, 14th and 15th. Weeks. Right. Yeah, they don't get multiple days to rest. Well, I can guarantee you that when they get to those two days, they're gonna, they're nope. gonna, they're, no practice. We're just napping. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll get here early on game day. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, uh, good luck to them, I guess. Timberwolves are five games over 500. That's awesome. They they finally did it. We need to play like the Hallelujah music or something. Yeah. They won on the second night of a back-to-back. For the first time. And what did we decide? Is it like 28 games? It's got to be close to 30. Yeah, like if not, maybe north of 30. So that's, I don't know, and, and they beat Golden State. And Steph went for over 30. Like They weren't resting anybody. And by the way, the Wolves didn't have Anthony Edwards. He didn't play that game. Like just spiritually or phys- actually? Spiritually they had him. Uh, Ant is a, Ant is going through, he's going through his own wild swoon right now, but. Yeah. I mean, night for, you can tell he's kind of, he's gotta be, there's gotta be some kind of injury there with him too, cause he hasn't really felt right since the all-star break. Yeah. And even then he didn't really have much of a chance cause he was in that rising stars game. Sure. So he didn't have much of a chance to rest up himself. Maybe taking a day off or two to rest up. I'm fine with that. They won, so obviously it's a lot easier to say that. But Anthony Edwards probably needs to get healthy. But the biggest thing was Cat at the end of the game said Edwards was chirping at him from the bench, telling him his stats, saying, like, you have 34 points. Like, you have 35. Like, come on, get to 40. Yeah. He ended up with 39. But Cat said, like, that did help at the end of the game, having somebody be like, come on, you're, like, this close to a 40-point game against Golden State. He's an awesome cheerleader that way. Like, it, He's the it best seems, player for Carl Anthony Towns. It seems like he's a really good teammate. He also seems like if the Timberwolves want to make the next step, he's going to need to be the guy in that next step. Yeah. But they're not on the next step. They're on this step, and he's not the best guy. He is the third most important player, at least as far as production goes. Mm-hmm. His value is that sort of thing, where he is on the bench, he's chirping at people, he's calling out D'Angelo Russell for defensive laps, which I saw a video of the other day, and not like malicious, just like, hey man, that's you, gotta get it. Like, there, uh, some accountability mm-hmm. stuff, but also cheerleading type stuff. That's, and by the way, this year, that's where his value really lies. By the way, those two go hand in hand, the cheerleading and the accountability. 100%. You think accountability just means having the Mike Zimmer scream in your ear kind of thing. The accountability is like, when you do good things, I'm going to be in your corner telling you how great you are when you do those good things. So that way, when you screw up, you know that I'm coming from a place of, I want the best out of you. Yeah. And that's what makes Anthony Edwards a great teammate. And sometimes, you know, let's, how about a little life lesson this morning? All right. Corey's life lessons here. Being called out for screwing up is not a negative. Yeah. It's not a negative endeavor or a negative experience. I mean, it can be made so by someone who has no tact or, or, um, uh, I don't respect or grace or whatever the right word is, but something negative happening can just be an observation, right? It doesn't have to be a commentary on on who you are as a person or a player or whatever the situation is. Sometimes it can just be a, hey, man, you missed that one. Like, you you know that, right? If you didn't, I'm telling you, if you do know that it got noticed <laughs> and that's okay like like that's that's really really important and in the future they're gonna need ant to be a stud wednesday morning sermons with Corey here on kw80 i got i mean i got uh i got a bunch of them backed up so you know you just let me know all right he's got them <laughs> locked and loaded let's do it again tomorrow see ya all right, that was Corey. He'll come in and read you your sports in just a little bit here. This is the Morning Sports Desk on KWAD. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. 
Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lectio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lectio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lectio.com. Or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio.